Hey, Armstrong and Getty here. And the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. Well, did you see that last week, Trump's son, Don Jr., tweeted screenshots of emails from the Russian lawyer who offered sensitive info to his dad's campaign? When he heard that his son tweeted about an ongoing investigation, Trump was like, the student has become the master. Editorial in the Wall Street Journal about Donald Trump getting some attention today. I'll hit you with a little of the highlights of that coming up. Also, need to know if you are a white heteromasculinismist. Yes, I certainly may be. Stay tuned for that. Will we have a fun quiz that I can take it home? So a couple of kind of classic talk radio topics. One of the difficulties of doing this job for an extended period. Yes, sir. I can see he has something on his mind. That just reminds me. I was in the, I was in the lunchroom and there were three women in there. Yes. Two of whom I've known for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So they're very nice people. Yeah. Discussing cake. How much they like cake. The band or the delicious treat? The delicious treat. How much they like cake, what kind He's of cake. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. <laughs> Sorry, that's the band. <sighs> three women talking about cake. Could have walked in and have been three men talking about, did you see that game last night? Hmm. And I thought, that's what people talk about a lot more than the health care. Donald Trump. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> than, the, than Donald Trump or the health care debate or any of that People talking about cake. That's your point. Or sports or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so true. So true. But anyway. Got my buddy Rich posing dead lizards. It's the sort of thing real people are involved in. I'm looking up at the TV. Fidget spinner danger. We'll have that coming up. <laughs> wow, they're late with that story. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so a couple of classic talk radio-y type stories. And one of the hazards of doing this job for a while is that, you know, for instance, something comes up. Name a topic, any topic. Not not abortion, because that's too, people go crazy. Necrophiliacs. But there you go. So uh, necrophiliacs comes up, and we think, well, no, nah, we just, we, we talked about that a lot, you know, not too long ago. And then we realize it was, you know, 2011 that we talked about necrophiliacs. We probably we, did. We probably did. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Seemed boy. relevant at the time. <laughs> well, it's funny how often that comes up. Anyway, um... Uh, and and so, or, or something just seems so quote unquote talk radio, we don't talk about it. Immigration, think, <clears throat> yeah. For instance, I think we err too far to that side, probably of being too hip for the room, probably because well, well, part of it is I'm personally tired of talking about some of those topics, right. so it's harder for me to get excited about it. Where we have new younger listeners that haven't heard the illegal immigration or abortion. Or pick a topic, you know, they haven't heard 50,000 times. Right. Or it continues to be a stimulating topic. Yeah. Well, um, and it's important. 
Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, a couple of classic talk radio-y things we've been ignoring. Number one, the 70-year-old veteran in Texas fired from the Home Depot, or as Jack occasionally calls it, the Home Despot. Because <laughs> I can't find anybody to help me. <laughs> After he tried to stop shoplifters. This guy's a vet. He was an Army guy. He sees three guys with a bunch of expensive tools. He thinks, wait a minute, they're acting weird. I'll bet they're about to bolt. They bolt. And so superhero-like, he tries to bring them down with a paint roller extension. Tra-la-la. And uh, that was a Captain Underpants reference, wasn't it? It was. Well done. Um, Anyway, uh, you know, who am I to criticize one of our brave Army veterans? Evidently, a paint roller extension is no way to apprehend three you know, young criminals. Yeah, they, of the things in Home Depot, I can come up with a hundred better. Boy, there's some great things in a Home Depot. Well, you give me a drill or a two by four, a drill, a saw. What, what are you going to do with that, Saddam Hussein? <laughs> so anyway, that's what he happened to have in his hands. Why didn't you go to the uh, section and get to some air filters or just bricks? <laughs> Crack. What else could be air softer than uh, the paint roller extension? Yeah. S- the sandpaper. I'm going to caress them with this. <laughs> Until they stop stealing. I shouldn't make fun. He's uh, doing the right thing. That's well, well, he got fired for it. Uh, Because, well, he tried to trip him up with his paint roller extension. The uh, official company policy, which is in your manual, if you'll consult uh, paragraph 34C, is we don't uh, try to physically apprehend shoplifters. And we've talked about that a lot. A lot of scumbags out there know, because this is true. You can walk into big-name grocery store, say... I'm going to go back and get a six-pack of beer and walk out the door with it. And the clerks will just say, okay. Right. Because they are forbidden by store policy from doing anything about it. Why? And this is the crux of the issue. Stay tuned for the crux. Litigation. Lawyers. Right. Because you will get sued. The person will claim, he hurt my back when he apprehended him, and you'll pay them a million dollars. And you're better off just losing the the beer or the tools or whatever it is than getting sued for a million dollars trying to apprehend a crook. Uh, Apprehend a scumbag who's stealing. Uh, That reminds me, see, we got to follow up on the story of Canada paying a huge amount of money to that scumbag uh, terrorist dude. Um, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so the uh, 70-year-old vet gets fired for violating company policy, et cetera, et cetera. He says, in the Army, they train you to do things like that. I just automatically went like that. I threw the stick at their feet. he said, I think they could have written me up, reprimanded me, but terminate me? That's pretty strong. Adding it's been hard for him to find a new job at age 70. They fired him because they're still hoping that the that the, the scumbags in question don't come back and sue him and say, he hit me in the ankle with a stick. I'll never walk right again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then a jury who hates big corporations or whatever their thinking is awards the scumbag who is stealing a million dollars or five million dollars. There are some amazing judgments that go on out there. It's disgusting. Don't even get me started. And, you know, some guy, you wake up in the middle of the night, there's a guy looming over your bed, you you bring him down, and you get, well, you should have checked to see if he was actually a threat and should have determined for sure before you use deadly force. You know, some jury full of just dumb asses. And I just, uh, it makes me so mad. Anyway, um, here's what uh, Home Despot Director of Corporate Communications, Stephen Holmes, said. 
He is the spokeshole for Home Depot. Quote, what I can tell you now is that we have a strict policy that only our trained security personnel can pursue and engage shoplifters. We've had deaths and serious injuries over the years, and no amount of merchandise is more important than the safety of our associates and customers. Last week, we had an associate bitten. We've had stabbings, another associate with serious brain damage, and it goes from there. In fact, in just the past 24 hours, we've had two shoplifters pull guns at two different stores at both ends of the country. So you can see it's a very serious safety risk to everyone, even when it doesn't appear to be. So that you're is not a co- that is not an invalid point. But so you're firing me to protect me from my decision? Well, no, they must enforce. They must make the point to their employees: don't do it. If you do it, you'll be fired. I think that's crazy. Fair enough. If I decide I want to stop a shoplifter and I get hurt, I think that's on me. But I know the lawyers wouldn't see it that way. I don't believe for a second, by the way, they're looking out for people's well-beings. No, it's I, it's their own well-being because yeah. you can you can have people get the training, sign the form, sign another form, say, I will not interfere with any shoplifters. I swear to God, I, on my children's lives, I will not. I can pick up the entire lumber section, carry it out like a, the world's strongest donkey. I will not. I will not interfere. And then you do interfere and you get hurt. You'll sue the company successfully. And if you decide I'm not going to sue, I decided on my own to try and stop the shoplifter. It's on me. I'm not going to sue. Your insurance no. company is going to sue Home Depot because right. they're going to say, we're not going to pay for your broken foot. Right. Right. Human beings no longer have any agency. That means you're no longer responsible for yourself. In fact, not only are you assumed not to have the power to make your own decisions, which the the health healthcare debate is rife with this. The idea that, like a, a, a the the Cruz Amendment, which said, if you want a bare bones like major medical policy, all it's going to pay for is if you have a serious medical problem, and that's that's what this cheap cheap insurance does. People who are against that say, well, people, and I heard, I actually heard this on Fox News last night, somebody saying, well, somebody might get this insurance, then they do get hurt, and then they realize, oh my God, I'm not really insured. Well, yeah, because they chose it. But we've gotten to this point where you no longer are allowed to have any agency. You can't take control of your own life anymore. One of the hallmarks of socialism, which brings us to... The story that's been so huge, and we have not touched on a bit, young Charlie Gard in Britain. Do you know the name? This is a little baby boy. He's 11 months old. He's got a serious fatal genetic problem. And the, uh, this, the uh, what do you call it, the national health, the state medical people, number one, they're not going to give him you know, this treatment or that treatment because they say it won't work. And, you know, when you have government medicine, you have to ration it. But the other thing is, and here's where it gets crazy outrageous, is they won't even let the parents take the kid to America to try experimental treatments. They say, no, it's it's unlikely to work. It'll actually increase the boy's suffering. Um, you can't do it. How can they stop that from happening? Well, it's, Britain is further down the road of socialism than the United States, and the idea is, well, this won't help the kid. It will hurt him, and we won't permit it. And as uh, various po- people have made the point, and, and, and I try to make this point a lot, and it's funny, I'm, I'm going to lose this battle and I'll, I'll go to the grave bitter. What people are doing is weighing the case on the merits. 
You hear it all the time. Well, the kid is obviously too far gone. These experimental treatments are a one in a million shot. It's going to be expensive. It's going to be tough on the kid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the issue. You don't get to decide on the merits. It's not your decision. Whether I should be drinking soda pop and getting all fat and getting the diabetes, that's not for you to decide at all. It is if I'm paying for your health care. Exactly. That's that the is, trouble with socialism. The it, all of gets, socialism. it all gets tied together. It denies the dignity and liberty of the individual completely. Um, but we haven't been talking about this, partly because it's just a tragedy. It's very, very sad. This little boy has no chance. But the idea that the government of Great Britain would say to the parents, you can't treat him in the United States. You can't take him to the U.S. to try to get an experimental treatment from this one doctor. Um, it's just, it's an obscenity. It's unbelievable. And Great Is Britain, it the state's child or is it the parent's child? And Great Britain is one of the freer countries on earth. Right, right. Decreasingly so. But well, as are we. Right, right. We're all headed that direction. Great Britain will put you on trial for, quote-unquote, insulting a religion if you criticize aspects of Islam you don't like, for instance. So, Our, our, our old uncle, our great-granddaddy Britain, is, is turned funky, like great-granddaddies do occasionally. <laughs> turned weird and bitter, <laughs> impressive, drinking a lot, spitting on the living room carpet. Is that, Terrible. Is that Disgusting. Happen? Yeah. I, I, oh, I've, all the time. I've never actually seen that happen. Yeah, it happens. There are documented cases. So anyway, yeah, obviously the parents ought to be able to do what they want with the kid. I mean, within reason. Horrible story, though. That's why we haven't talked about it. It's sad. Um. We haven't talked about this. Women, take two. Woman found with 27 contact lenses in her eye. Yeah, I saw that. I don't wear contact lenses, but I'm thinking 27's too many. Are you a white heteromasculinist? I sure hope you're not. I'm guessing I may be. I don't know. Uh, A bunch of stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I I don't know. I can't tell. It's a news report on fidget spinner danger. We're trying to figure out what the danger is without hearing the audio. I think fidget spinners get hot sitting in your car and can burn your fingers. <laughs> so does freaking everything. <laughs> what are you kidding me? It's probably kids trying to swallow them or something Maybe like that. Swallow them. I don't know. They didn't have any video of that. The various little pieces fall off, so you could, I suppose, swallow you them. Choke on it. You could get hit in the eye. Certainly, that's a risk. <laughs> yeah, that's always a risk. It's like watching the drug commercials. Does Bluebetric make sense for you? You watch it and think, wow, that lady looks really cheery. I wonder what's wrong with her. You can't figure it out unless you got the audio on. She got bladder problems or, or the shingles or the shakes or, or, or bad bowel movements. We don't know. So Jimmy Kimmel had this to say last night. Meanwhile, back here in the United States, uh, according to a new ABC Washington Post poll, President Trump's approval rating is down to 36%. He has the lowest approval rating for a president six months into his term. Trump tweeted about it. Of course, he didn't like it. He wrote the ABC Washington Post poll, even though almost 40% is not bad at this time, was just about the most inaccurate poll around election. <laughs> That's good stuff. That poll is totally inaccurate, and 40% isn't bad. 
But he didn't even get 40%. It is 36. You can't round up to 40. It's like telling your parents you got an F+. Plus. <laughs> so, um... Boy, I could talk about that. I think any standards of past presidencies go out the window, for one thing, in our modern, hyper attention to the presidency world. God, you, you go back decades... It'd be six months before half the country knew who the president was, let alone following stories on a day-by-day basis. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there, there's no doubt there's problems. And the, uh, well, and we're in the, the era of constant demonization yeah. of both sides by both sides. Absolutely. So, um, so there's some breaking news. They've identified the eighth person at the meeting, uh, the famous meeting now, that Don Trump Jr. was at. Vladimir Ilyich Lenin. When it was just him and that woman about adoptions, and then it's grown over time to where they, it clearly was, well, we all know this. Was it Leonid Brezhnev? There's a whole bunch (laughs) of people. Little joke for middle-aged news junkies there. Hope you enjoy that. Back to you, Jack. So now there's eight people at the meeting, and this eighth person is is a Soviet, former Soviet Union businessman who lives in California who was invited there by some Russian that uh, he and Trump were trying to build a hotel in Moscow. Das Vidanya to that gentleman, if he's listening to the Armstrong and Getty show. Does it mean anything or not? I don't know. But it wasn't disclosed by the Trumps. and they forgot. And somebody else had to figure it out. So the Wall Street Journal is out with this editorial today from the editorial board. The Trumps and the truth, the best defense against future revelations is radical transparency. Making the argument as, uh, for instance, Trey Gowdy, Republican on a committee looking into this sort of thing, has made. You need to get everything about Russia, everything out now, today. Before the New York Times or the L.A. Times or whoever tells us, you need to tell us. Which just seems like a good idea. And that's what the Wall Street Journal is saying. And they make that argument. Then they go on to say, the Trumps, by the way they handled this last week, made it appear as if they have something to hide. They have created the appearance of a conspiracy that, on the evidence, Don Jr. lacks the wit to concoct. <gasps> and Ouchay, that's a little hurtful. And they handed their opponents another of the swords that could now arm a Roman legion, which is obviously true. Yeah. When you don't come clean with this stuff, that is going to come out. Do you really think you're going to be able to hide this stuff? When you don't come clean with this stuff, it makes it look like there's something bad going on. So you're just arming your opponents. And then the final paragraph from the Wall Street Journal. Mr. Trump somehow seems to believe that his outsized personality and social media following make him larger than the presidency. He's wrong. He and his family seem oblivious to the brutal realities of Washington politics. Those realities will destroy Mr. Trump, his family, and their business reputation unless they change their strategy toward the Russia probe. They don't have much more time to do it. I would agree wholeheartedly. If there are more meetings out there, no matter, and it says in this a long article, it might, look, it might be a bad story for a day or two. You come forward and say, hey, we met with this Russian on this day. But it's not going to be as bad a story as if it's unearthed by the Washington Post. Right, right. You know, I've had an open mind about this whole uh, collusion thing just because I don't know, and I haven't seen any facts, and there haven't been any leaks of substance. And uh, But the one thing I've wondered is why is Trump so aggressive about saying it's a witch hunt and it ought to end and got rid of Comey because of the Russian thing? Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. That whole episode is so confusing. But I thought 
Okay, it must be because he thinks they're questioning the legitimacy of his presidency. Yeah. He doesn't get that the overall Russian probe, Russian meddles with other Russia meddles with other countries. That's different than the did you collude with it? And I thought, boy, that makes him a really dumb guy or such an egomaniac. He can't listen to somebody say, no, 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 no. They're not talking about were you with Russia? They're talking about was Russia messing with the United States? So it really doesn't have anything to do with your legitimacy, Mr. President. I mean, I was I had to picture he either never heard that or, or chose not to believe it or something else. Another explanation of why you're constantly calling it a witch hunt and saying it ought to end, et cetera, et cetera, is because you're dirty, and you know it. What do you think? Now, the, the, the Don Jr. meeting with this Russian lawyer lady that turned into nothing, that is a molehill. They could have confessed to everything, said, yeah, they came to us, they said they had dirt. We thought, wow, some dirt, that'd be great. In retrospect, meeting with the Ruskies is probably a bad idea. I feel terrible about it. And it would have ended. So now I got to wonder, is there more? Well, absolutely. And then when you get caught, you continue to make up stories until day by day, somebody inside the White House backs you into a situation where you have to tell the truth. Right. Do you think the president knew about that meeting? They were meeting on the floor just below him. He was upstairs. You think there's a chance that his own son didn't say, hey, dad, the Russian government's trying to help get you elected and they got some dirt on Hillary. I'm meeting with some people today. You think there's a chance that they didn't mention that to their own father who was upstairs? I don't know. I don't know how they work. I don't know how much you bring to the top guy in that organization. It it could be. It was a bare-bones skeleton crew running the whole thing. That's true. The Yeah, I, I'm just talking about the Trump Corporation. Because it could be, and I've run into situations like this in business, where don't bother me with it. Don't tell me about it until you've checked it out. I'm too busy to hear every could-be potential deal. Just bring it to me when you vet it. It could be Don Jr. has that relationship with his dad. I got to admit, it seems a little surprising. Somebody said to me, hey, the Russian government wants to help your dad get elected. I think I might mention it to Pop. They got some dirt they want to pass along. Yeah, about Hillary and the emails and stuff, which is something he'd been flogging like crazy. I've got to admit, it's a bit of a stretch, but it is plausible. Yeah, well, yeah. Barely. In in, in, my denial. After that meeting, I would think, I would say to my son, you didn't think that was a big enough thing to bring to me? You You thought that was below the level of me? The Russian government is actively trying to help get me elected and has dirt on my opponent. And you're going to meet with them, and you didn't think I should know about that? Yeah, all right. I see your point. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Manafort says he didn't know why he was there. He, he didn't read that far down on the email. Find that a little hard to believe. And he absolutely knows what you're doing if you meet with a foreign government. Well, and, and here's the thing. There are some smart, savvy, cutthroat people involved. And this is speculation. This is the sort of speculation that they do 24 hours a day on MSNBC. And I'm not thrilled to be joining in, but this is just logic at work, in my opinion. You've got some really, really smart people involved who understand that if the meeting was they were offering dirt, turned out they didn't have any dirt. They're crackpots. And we ended up talking about the adoption thing and the sanctions and the rest of it. They're just looking for a leg up. And it turns out they were trying to screw us. If you came clean on that, you'd be okay. Paul Manafort knows that. It would be a mini-scandal for a while. But if the Trump administration came completely clean about that meeting, immediately, even now, it'd be all right. 
Why aren't they? Is it Trump's pride? I don't know. Or is there more? How surprised would you be to find out that there was another meeting with a different person in similar circumstances? I would not be shocked at all. Not at all. Boy, I heard a a former CIA guy explaining the other day how this is classic the way you do this sort of thing. It's the way we do it to other countries. It's the way the Russian Soviet Union always did. Yep. You you put together this kind of meeting that you could back out at any minute if they say, oh, wait a second, what are you doing? We're calling the FBI. You can say, oh, no, we wanted to meet about adoptions. I don't know. You you misunderstood us somehow. Right. You you, you dip your toe in the water to see how eager they are right before you know you put yourself really expose yourself there then of course you get them dirty yeah then they're yours um i had one more thing on that that i, and I was wonder i got to admit i wonder did they get them and I, i'm i'm willing to grant them um as political neophytes as business people a little extra latitude for getting jobbed by oh, yeah. professional intelligence agents yeah. i wonder if the russians got them dirty enough and they realize it now that they're thinking their only defense is to cover it up. I can't believe I'm saying this because I didn't believe this two weeks ago. But There's a story going around from, uh, uh, well, that's the damage they did by lying. They and, made... and I don't think they're in league with the Russians. Trump's been really hard on Russia. I think they got duped. Uh, yeah, but that, they did this damage by lying last week. They made people like me, anyway, much more skeptical than I was before. But yeah. there's a story out there from McClatchy News Organization that, um, and I don't know if this is true or not, but their story last week was the the fake news, Facebook feeds, Twitter feeds, all that sort of stuff that Russia was putting out during the election were targeted to uh, tr- zip codes that would be very favorable to that sort of information. And that the only way they would have known which zip codes would be Trump voter zip codes would be somehow from some Trump polling organization information. And they wonder if Trump people got Russian that. Now that would mm. be that would be a hell of a thing. I didn't if think, that turned out to be true. Did they have that much polling? I don't even know. I don't know either. So uh, I don't know if that story's got anything or not. But um, I know I have one more thing on this. I want to say. Was Let me it, make oh, it, oh the thread that runs through every single part of this story. Whether you're talking about Obama, Hillary, Comey, the media, and now I think the Trumps themselves is nobody thought Trump was going to win. <laughs> Right. And that that had a big effect on a lot of people's decisions. Mm-hmm. It's why Obama kept his mouth shut about it, because he thought Trump has no chance of winning. It's why uh, Comey didn't come forward with various things, because he thought Trump has no chance of winning. It's why Trump might have been okay doing various things with the Russians, because he thought, I'm not going to win anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, and one final comment. You know, I, I have interest in a lot of different genres of music. I love music, but I don't bluegrass for a couple reasons number one i can't make my fingers move that fast so there's no point trump doesn't do humble he does not do contrite ever and they need a heap load of contrite because if the russians did and they're so freaking good at this i mean they are you know tiger woods in his prime at intelligence and screwing people and spying they're incredibly good and all Trump and Junior would have to do is say, you know what? We got duped. We're new to this. We build hotels. The Russians screwed us. They 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 lured us in. They they tempted us with dirt on Hillary. We made a mistake. We feel terrible about it. All we can do is apologize to the American people and pledge we'll do better going forward. That would work in a second, but Trump doesn't do contrite. That would be a lot better strategy than uh, whatever they did last week. That was a bad strategy. We met, but it was about adoptions.
Well, the topic line says it was about dirt from the Russian government, <laughs> but it was only two of us. Three, four, six, eight. Right. Eight of us. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got posturing on all sides over Obamacare repeal continuing this morning. Cali legislature extending cap and trade. How pollution trading is costing consumers. And singer R. Kelly fighting charges he's leading a sex cult of young women. Stories coming oh. up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Now that's a charge. Young is in underage or young is in 20? Hey, 18, 19 and above. S- huh? Stay tuned. There's no law against having a cult, a sex cult of uh, adults, right? There's not? Wait a minute. <laughs> do, you get, do you get tax exempt status? <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Things never change when it comes to talking about Donald Trump. We can say something positive, we can say something negative, and we get about a half-and-half half reaction of you're, anti, you? you're anti-Trump or you're pro-Trump, both of them being used as, you know, insults. Right. Uh, you're sounding very anti-American right now, says one texter. Sounding very anti-American? I'll be damned. Um, <laughs> so you're angry that I'm throwing out there nothing would surprise me? about Trump and Russia at this point. How about this poll that is out from Bloomberg? Clinton is still more unpopular than Trump, even with his new low ratings. I would meant to bring that up. Ha! That's right. That is unbelievable. Yep. If that the election were held today, Trump would win again. Keep it in mind. No freaking way. Stay tuned for more on that. Right now, news with Marsha Phillips. Well, the Obamacare dance goes on and on. Democratic leader Chuck Schumer says it's time now to work together after the collapse of the latest Senate Republican health care bill. The door to bipartisanship is open right now. Not with repeal, but with an effort to improve the existing system. Hey, the Democrats, do me a favor, would you? Could you cook up somebody to run the Senate who's not reprehensible? You go from Harry Reid to Chuck Schumer? Seriously? Bring me somebody who's not morally repugnant, please. I think polls show that's a majority popular opinion right there. Fix the current system is what most people want. So uh, that's a winner. People don't know what they like, but they like what they know, even if it sucks. It's like the tax code. The tax code shouldn't exist as it does for another two hours. It'd be tragic if it continued for another two hours. But you can scare Americans into saying, well, we better not change anything. I heard we're going to lose our deductions. It's so easy to scare people into staying with the status quo. California's signature initiative to fight global warming gets another decade of life after lawmakers from both parties joined Governor Brown in extending the law credited with reducing the state's carbon footprint and also bringing in a lot of money to the state. Brown, though, paints it this way. This is a tax reduction bill. It's an efficiency bill, and yet it's an environmental protection bill. Now, basically under cap and trade, companies buy permits to release greenhouse gases, generating billions of dollars in revenue for the state with the cost of the allowances passed on to consumers. A nice little green grass. Then I'm going to go down to the the soda mill because I hit us gold. Gold! Singer R. Kelly is unequivocally denying allegations he's holding women as part of a sex cult. Kelly's rep says the singer is alarmed and disturbed by the accusations reported in a BuzzFeed article. Reports claiming the 50-year-old's holding six women in Chicago and Atlanta and controlling all aspects of their lives. The girl's parents are making the claims they want their daughters back. But one of Kelly's alleged victims, 21-year-old Jocelyn Savage, says she's totally happy and okay. 
I just mainly want to say that I'm in a happy place with my life and I'm not being brainwashed or anything like that. You know, it just came to a point where it definitely has got out of hand. You are not being held against your will or doing anything that you do not want to do? Oh, ne no, not at all. Never been feeling hostage or anything like that in that nature. Never. That's how you know they're in a cult when they say that. She should get together with uh, Charlie Sheen's uh, two old ladies, and uh, they could start a Tupperware club or something. Mm. Anyway, she's not telling her family where she is, though. She says she's exactly where she wants to be right now. But a lot of the uh, in R. Kelly's sex cult, a lot of the uh, <laughs> a lot of the parents are saying, "Well, our daughter joined uh, him as a backup singer, and we haven't seen her since. Wow. She is now living in one of those two houses. A backup yeah, singer. Yeah. So the pattern yeah. seems to be that he yeah. identifies young, kind of talented, attractive people, right. brings them on, says, "Hey, let let me show you the ropes of the industry," and then several months later. Communication with family has been severed, and they haven't heard from her, and fam families are just wondering what's going on. And wow. It's, wow. it's an interesting tale when you read the full story. Yep. It's, a, wow. it's a sorted tale indeed. Why how don't you dig deeper into this, Sean, and bring us a, a live team report maybe tomorrow? And how, okay. old, how old is R. Kelly at this point? He's 50. 50. Yep. Wow. At your Back news? in the day, he was uh, reportedly, allegedly, romantically involved with Aaliyah, who was underage. Yeah, he did, wasn't, didn't oh, yeah. he marry he her? That, and he had a video of yeah. him doing the nasty, nasty right. stuff with teenage girls. Well, that was never proved, Joe. What? Yeah. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Boy, he can sing beautifully, though. That's what's important. And then Dave Chappelle made fun of uh, another allegation that he liked uh, bathroom uh, Oh, yeah, I remember. That was part of the whole thing. What's that? Golden showers. Ew. You asked. <laughs> A man with dignity would have refused to answer. Well, if you have gold faucet figures, fit fixtures, you got gold handles and like the gold drain, why wouldn't you have a golden shower? I don't understand. He wow. was very successful. He made a lot of money. He has golden fixtures all over his house. Yes, he's got a gold toilet handle and sure. golden showers. Yeah. I'm disassociating myself from this program. Oh, I see what you did there. Too good for it, are you? <laughs> <laughs> the Peter Gout coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Some numbers for you to finish off the show. Variety of numbers. All right. You like numbers? I do like numbers. One thousand useful. One thousand and five is this number. Oh, intriguing. That's the current golf ranking of Tiger Woods, first time he's ever been out of the top one thousand golfers on earth since wow. he hit the scene. Yeah. Uh, so there is a 1,006th ranked golfer who says, I'd like to take that old man on. Right. Order. Me and you, head to head. Um, I'll get more into this tomorrow because we just did a big Trump thing. and But Bloomberg's out with their uh, poll, and they have Trump at 41%. <laughs> Approval uh, rating? Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, ABC's uh, poll's getting a lot of attention because they have him at 37, and that's historically low at six months. Blah, blah, blah. This poll has him at 41. That's within a margin of error, so it's roughly right. around 40. Right. But Bloomberg's poll has Trump at 41 and Hillary at 39. Wow. Hillary is actually lower than Trump. She is she 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 is so living in the world of denial that she got screwed by this and that and uh, no I'm not me it's got nothing to do with me for wow. for the Russians listen to this number 
of people who supported her, 20% of Clinton voters have an unfavorable view of her. It was 8% the day of the election. Wow. It has grown that much since the election of people who voted for her and say, I don't like her. It's two and a half times as high. Isn't that incredible? Wow. 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 Here's your guest announcer for the day. Between the Thistle Be Awesome Museum and the new Donut Barfatorium, I don't see you pulling down a lot of profits there, Jack. So you might want to keep your day job announcing final thoughts with the voice of the West. Thistle Be Awesome is a non-profit. Oh, that's right. It's a museum. Completely different. Yeah, exactly. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get final thoughts from everybody. Vincent, what's your final thought? Bad name of the day goes to Joe's friend for the post-dead lizards. Fake news headline of the day goes to Joseph Getty for yes. a shortage of massive donkeys. <laughs> but bon mot of the day goes to Jack Armstrong for put an ice cube under your armpits. <laughs> Michelangelo, what is your final thought? Yeah, when you go to like McDonald's, you get a soft serve. Sometimes you go to one location and it's, you get a small cone. You go to another location and it's a large cone. Help me write Congress in making a standard measurement for soft serve. And <laughs> is a cause. Marshall Phillips, what is your final thought? I got to tell you, I ran in here a little late because I was on the Facebook. Facebook is so wonderful. I have just contacted one of the great loves of my life. Really? And we are going to be getting together here is pretty she soon. single or is yes. her husband coming? No, okay, she's no, single. She's oh, single. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, this is Big news. We've got to explore this more oh, tomorrow. Yes. Fantastic. Positive, Sean. Final thought? Yes, I'm continued to be fascinated by the fact that the, the, the political story of this year, when we look back on it from 20 years, is how the two major political parties ended up with the two least popular candidates of all time to run against each other. That seems baffling to me. And they keep getting less popular. <laughs> wow. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? I do. As I mentioned, I took my kids to McDonald's for the first time. I had somehow convinced them that McDonald's was awful and they never wanted to go. But now that they've been there and they've actually eaten it, I fear I have awakened a sleeping giant. Because they really, really found it to be yummy. And revealed yourself to be a liar. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my final thought is I've been doing a lot of manual labor lately, moving giant piles of chips from here to there for the yard and stuff like that. And when you do that, you don't have to work out. When was the last time you heard a drywaller talk about, yeah, my workout regimen is a... No, the people who work for a living don't have to do that. If you have any manual labor you need me to do, call me. I'm on my way. It is exercise. It is. It's Arm always different. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We'd love to hear from you if there's something we ought to be talking about. Our contact info's there. How long since you've seen this person? Oh, it's been it's been a while. A while? Oh, yeah. More yeah. tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. Yeah, we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. The show's over. Bye-bye. It's going to happen. Right, Mike? Yes, sir. I think. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.